viewers, and welcome to another exciting episode of Amazing Stories, or is it Book Ducks? It's it's either one. It's fine. Today we have another two special guests with us. Today we have Anna and we have Kaylin returning for a second time, ready to help Anna out with her book. Speaking of books, let's find out what their book is. What's your book, Anna? Our book is I Lived on Butterfly Hill by Majoria Gosset. I lived on Butterfly Hill. That's what the name of the book is. I don't live with butterflies or anything else. Huh? Yeah. So, tell us a bit about your book. Celeste Marconi, Bishop to America, away from her home, friends and family, who she knows. Why? What is going on? Where does Celeste Mar Marconi live? Valparaiso, Chile, on Butterfly Hill, her neighborhood. How old is Celeste when the war began? Celeste was in sixth grade and 11 year old, years old when the war began. How long does Celeste stay in America? Celeste spends most of, well, about two years in America. Does Celeste ever learn English? Yes, she spends her sixth and seventh grade years learning English with Kim, another foreign student from Korea who becomes her best friend. Does Celeste make any new friends after Kim leaves? Yes, two girls and a boy who had been rude in sixth grade became her best friends until she moved back to Valparaiso. Does Celeste learn any new talents in America? Yes, she learns how to cook and realizes that she is skilled in cooking and she cooks for all of her friends. Is life ever the same for Celeste after she moves back? No, she feels like it has changed greatly and some of her friends are missing. Why is there war in the first place? The dictator and his army don't like the way that Valparaiso is being run, so they take over and murder the president. Does the army ever leave? When the dictator died, his army left, but only after many people were killed. This left people sad. Does Celeste live happily when the war is over? Yes, but she wants to find her parents and learn whether they are alive. That's deep. Alright, so now me and Fred are going to ask you a couple different questions. So, uh, Fred, you go first. So you said they were in the middle of a war, you say. What? Explain a bit more about this war. Like, what was this war meant to do? The dictator did not like how people were feeling being creative and poetic and speaking their mind. Interesting. Uh, so, you said that she couldn't find her parents, right? So, how would you say, I know I ask this almost every time, but uh, how was her relationship with her parents? Was it uh, very close? Yes, it was very close. All right, well, Fred, anything else? I would just like to say, well done, it was very different to see a sort of interview inside of an interview. And, yeah, it's very different on this podcast. Well, Maddox, ready to close this out? I am. This is Fred and Maddox signing out. Hey, yo. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of... Amazing book talk! Hey, 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 that's my line! You can have whoa, nice line. whoa, whoa, guys, guys. What are you guys doing here ten minutes early? And why did our doorman let you in? Because we're cool like that. 
I don't think that's what you said last time. Uh, forget about it. Welcome back, viewers, to another amazing episode of... AMAZING BOOK TALKS! Yeah, that's definitely you being loud, Maddox. So, today we have two very special guests. We have Marin Bolser and Madison Sonsini. What do you say, both of you? Yo! Hi. We were asking Marin. Very, very enthusiastic. So, today they'll be reading Running Dream. Maddox, ready to ask them some questions? First, we have to hear their book talk, Fred. Forgot about that part. All right, so tell us a little bit about your book. Well, our book is about Jessica. She's a very good runner, and she's the top runner at her high school. But unfortunately, she loses her right leg in a car accident. Now she's an amputee. The doctor dream the doctor thinks her dreams of coming back and being a runner are gone, but she is determined that she will run again. The antagonist of the book is Vanessa. She's a fierce competitor and is sometimes really rude. One day, Jessica meets Vanessa's mom. She was very sweet, kind, and caring. She told her friend and decided to not tell any the school by being nice. After she comes back to school, she has to watch all the kids at track practice and cannot run. It is devastating for her. In her mind, she says that she will run again, but will it come true? Read The Running Dream by Window Van Drainen to find out. The theme of the book is to never give up and keep trying. It is told by, it is told by the perspective of Jessica and how she never gave up. We rate this book four out of five because it was fun to read and it made you want to keep reading. Thank you guys. Fred, questions? So you said Vanessa's mom seemed to be very nice much unlike uh, her daughter, Vanessa. How did the relationship between Jessica and Vanessa's mom impact the story? It started out, um, so between Vanessa and Jessica, they were very, they were not friends at all. And then after she realized what she had been through, they kind of came closer together after she had gotten her, she became an amputee. And Vanessa's mom was really nice, but they, Jessica realized that it would ruin Vanessa's reputation if the whole school knew about how sweet her mom was. So then Jessica just let it slide under the rug and kept going with her life. I like that, slide under the rug. All right, uh, Fred's got another one? I got nothing. I would just like to say that that scenario there reminds me a lot about something that my grandpa used to say. You don't know what goes on in my house, and I don't know what goes on in yours. One big life lesson everyone should know. Maddox, back to you. I got nothing, Freddy. So, let's close out. This is Maddox and Fred signing off. Hey, yo. Can we listen to it? Yeah, sure, you can listen to it <laughs> when the class goes on, Madison. Hold on, hold on. Wait. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Beep, beep. Hey, yo. Welcome back, viewers, to another amazing episode of Amazing Book Talks. That never gets old, and today we have our guest speaker, Owen Peters, talking about, uh, uh, Owen, what is your book on? Cataclyst, he says. And what type of book is Cataclyst? It is a fan fiction based off of the Star Wars story, Rogue One. Wow, 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 wow. You say... Did you just say Star Wars? Are you okay, if, Fred? If you if you said Star Wars, then I'm all here. So let's hear. Hello, Fred. Are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. All right, let's hear all about this book. 
In the freezing mountains of a remote planet, a secret research team tasked with building a machine that generates energy for planets in need has been sent out and is working under the cover of the Republic. They are going to growing kyber crystals to generate this power. The research team is led by Galen Arso and his wife with few, some humans, some not workers trying to figure out the solution to the problems faced with growing kyber crystals. When their facility is attacked by Imperial forces and taken over from for the Separatist command. This gives the Separatists a great advantage in the war between them, and they Galen and his wife barely make it off the planet to a nearby moon called Volt, one of the many places they are building this machine to power their planet. I, ke I keep messing up, can we not? No, 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 keep going. Keep, keep going. It's alright, Owen. Galen and Lila are separated and taken hostage and interrogated for the secrets to the research facility as the Separatists cannot finish themselves. Galen decides that it is best to prolong his stay until he can be rescued or escape on his own, but things are complicated when his wife is taken into a torture chamber and he is forced to side with either the Separatists or the Republic. He lies to the Separatists and tells them he is on their side and eventually escapes to Coruscant where he heads back home not too long before he is summoned by the Council of Jedi. He is told that his research facility is important to the Republic and they cannot let it fall into Separatist hands. The Republic start building a task force to retrieve it. Galen finds out from a whistleblower of the Republic forces that his research facility is secretly going to be powering a war platform for the Separatist Republic Wars, known as the Death Star. He, in anger, decides to take a few of the soldiers who side with him back to the research facility and start a fight to take it back from the Separatist. This fight will require lots of stealth and skill to make sure that they can overcome the mass amounts of Separatist soldiers. Will they be able to? Find out by reading Cataclyst. Thank you, Owen. That was very interesting. Fred, do you have any questions? I would first like to say, this book sounds amazing. And give us a bit more about the title. Why is it called Cataclyst? Cataclyst involves one of the main parts of the story towards the end and their plan to take back the research facility. Alright, and you talked about the Separatists. Uh, who are the Separatists, basically, in Star Wars terms? Oh, I can answer that question easily. Do you want me to answer it? Yes, please, Fred. So, basically, the Separatists... In, well, first, let me answer that question with another question directed to Owen. Owen, at what point in the Star Wars universe does this really take place? Does it take place before Rogue One or after? This takes place shortly before Rogue One while they're first building the Death Star. Ah, I see. So it's kind of around the end of the Clone Wars. I assume so. 
and Galen was, I forget her name's father that was the main character in Rogue One. Mmm, so I see. So basically the Separatists are, you know, the droid army in Star Wars. That's basically who they are. They fight for more control over the universe. Well, thank you very much, Owen, and I'm anxious to hear more about this book. And if you want to learn more about this book, read Cataclyst. A Star Wars story. A Star Wars story. Well, this is Fred Maddox signing off. See ya! Welcome back, viewers, to another amazing episode of... Amazing Book Talks! Fred, every time you say amazing before I say amazing, it ruins it. You say amazing one too many times. Maddox, you have one line, and it's Amazing Book Talks! Stick to that one line, Maddox. I'm your host, Fred Mendenhall, alongside I have the amazing Maddox Goggins. What do you say, Maddox? I say that's three times now you've said amazing. You have an eyelash on your face. Ha, eat that. All right, today we're going to be talking with Macy with the book. Uh, uh, what's your book on? Misty Copeland. Misty Copeland, that's a gymnastic person, right? Uh, uh, swimming? Uh, uh, ballerina. Uh, ballerina. Okay, whatever. So, Macy, tell us about the book. Have you ever done ballet? Have you heard of a person named Misty Copeland? This month I read an autobiography titled Misty Copeland. She is a professional ballerina who overcame a difficult childhood and wanted to share her story with others. Misty was living in a hotel with her mom for a while because they didn't have enough money for a home and had nowhere else to go. Misty went to the Boys and Girls Club and someone there took her to come live with them and that's when her ballet career started. Misty was taking ballet lessons at a studio her guardian worked at. Then she got accepted into a real ballet school. Then she got accepted into the ABT, which is the American Ballet Theater. That was the happiest day of her life. Even though she got bullied at the ABT because she was black, she didn't let that get to her. She trained really hard to be a principal dancer, which is like being one of the main dancers up front. It's almost like having a lead part. She had a couple injuries along the way, but Hild got back up and danced again. At one point, she had to take steroids to help with a back injury. Her doctor also told her she was underweight from so much training. When she got healed, she got made fun of more because of the steroids had caused her to gain so much weight, and they continued to bully her for being black. When people asked what she did for a living, people just laughed and said that it wasn't possible for her to be a ballerina because there was not any African-American ballerinas at that time. I gave this book, give this book three out of five stars because it, because it isn't for all people. It is really only for people who like and enjoying, and who like and enjoy ballet or want to learn about an inspiring story. I would also recommend it to people who like ballet and who love learning about different people who are famous. I love this book because I love ballet. Misty Copeland took her childhood experience and learned from it. She is not only famous, but she is a role model for 
role model for other people who want to make their dreams come true. She is currently still doing ballet at the ABT and loving it. Thank you, Macy. That was very interesting. Fred, do you have any questions? What would you say the influence of Misty Copeland, the ballerina? I finally remembered it now, not because of the book talk. What would you say the influence is, is of Misty Copeland? How does she influence other people? How has she influenced you? She's inspiring to like help people keep going, even if people make fun of you or anything. Cool. All right, well, that's all, folks. Uh, this is Fred and Maddox signing out. Hold on.